0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission.
1: Tell your friends they can get their own copy wherever they get their podcasts. This, this is RS1 is RS1. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to live coverage of the Alpine Elf Europa Cup from Barcelona. It's Johnny Palmer and me, John Heindorf, in the booth for this one. Delighted to say that the weather is playing ball in the late afternoon here on the early... uh, ...the uh, early evening here at Barcelona. Cars lining up on the grid for what is the first of two races this weekend as part of the Hancock 24h series. We've got 15 cars on the grid, we've had a couple of uh, sessions earlier on, it'll be Simon Tierman who leads off in pole position for Autosport GP, with Louis Merrick alongside him, the 8 and 31 then on the front car, at uh, front of the grid, Race Cars Consulting. Uh, the second place team. The long run down to the first corner. 25 minutes plus a lap in this uh, Renault Alpine European season. Uh, with the cars costing just over €100,000 in standard form. And actually you could probably make that back in the prize money at the end of the season. A couple of little stories going on. Gossier Dest. Is right at the back in the Chazelle Technology car, the number three. Now she was mid pack. In fact, should have, she did a uh, a lap in the second session that would have put her in the side of the top ten. But during qualifying, all eight of her flying laps were disallowed for track limits. So she's going to be starting all the way to the back of the grid these little alpine a110's very much evoking the uh, original versions of these cars which incidentally of course did have a a factory building them under license here in spain so there's uh, a real interest in these cars right around europe eastern europe built some of them as well Uh, fortunate enough to have a drive in a spanish built one many years ago on the island of tenerife and the the fibreglass on those cars was so thin those days you could see the sunshine through them. So it's uh, me, John Hindov, and Johnny Palmer for this race. JP, what do you know, if anything, about these uh, the, these cars and what we're going to see in the next twenty five minutes? Um,
0: well, it's intense racing and also a, a quite a lot of different results through the course of the year. So it's tricky to work out, you know, who's going to be fast this weekend. Jean Baptiste Mailer leading the championship after we've had um, six races already this season. Nogaro kicked things off at the start of April with two races there. Manicour at the start of May. And they've been to Spa-Francorchamps as well. So uh, they'll be visiting a total of four countries, I make it, by the end of the season with a trip to the Algarve International Circuit as well towards the end of the year. That looks suspiciously like an ELMS weekend, I need to check that, whether that's also the ELMS finals too, the 23rd and 24th of October, might just be the weekend after actually, but Paul Ricard at the start of next month uh, will be rounds 9 and 10, but yes, great to have them here as part of the support act to the 24-hour series and names that you would recognise from other disciplines, like Ugo de Vilda, who does race um, in the LMP3 category as part of ELMS weekends, or certainly Michelin on Cup weekends. Gossier Redest, I, I remember meeting her w- with you, actually, in Daytona, when she mm-hmm. and she's raced at Audis in the past, Audi R8 Cup cars too. Um, so there were a, a number of drivers quite early on in their career that have chosen this championship, the Alpine Europa Cup, um, as maybe a first few steps into a a long sports car career. You never know.
1: Yeah, and as I say, all of her eight flying laps uh, disallowed during qualifying, so she's got quite a job to do in the Chazelle Technology car at the back of the grid. These cars, uh, mid-engine, rear-wheel drive, superb driver's machines. I've been on a couple of track days where there's been one or two of them around, and even in road car form, they are very nimble and very driver-friendly. They are uh, impressive, to say the least. And uh, I can only imagine that the drivers are having a phenomenal amount of fun um, driving these cars in... 2021, at as Johnny has mentioned, all Formula One circuits. We're under five minutes before the formation lap. It is a 25 minute plus one lap event, uh, which uh, will run to time. Second race tomorrow before we get things underway for the Trofeo Fermin Velez, the Barcelona 24. Hours here at the Circuit de Catalonia. A little bit of consternation down there on the grid with doors now open on the front row of the grid. I think that's Louis Merrick's car, the race car consulting car that has the door open. There's the Hooter and the three-minute boards. Uh, I would have thought by now they would have expected all of the helpers to be off the pits, uh, off the uh, the track, to be honest. It was a decent qualifying session from Simon Tierman, JP, for the Autosport Machine, who was ahead by oof, almost a full <laughs> tenth of a second to get pole position.
0: I reckon that's uh, Simon's first pole of the year. Yes, it is, because uh, Ugo De Vilda got two poles at Nagaro at the start of the year. By the way, they've also had to make lots of different friends to be part of various weekends through the season. Um, the FF. SA SAGT Championship was the meeting that they were at Nagaro for. Then there was a World Challenge event the next, w- next uh, weekend at Cours. They were supporting the International GT Open at Spa. Here, it's obviously the 24 Hours of Barcelona, the Hankook 24 Hours of Barcelona, back with the FF GT Championship. But that's the only repeat, because I was right, that is a European Le Mans Series event that they'll be at the Algarve International Circuit for at the end of the year. So um, lots of different championships that you can see these uh, cars at. And, yes, a uh, uh, first uh, pole position of the season, at 156.977 for Simon Thiermann. Louis Meret, uh, Merrick rather, in the number 31 car, will start from second position. We've got Lilou Vadou in the number 44 car to start third, alongside Laurent Hugon, Hugon uh, in the number 69. Hugo de Vilda, three pole positions to date, but having to start from fifth position alongside Corentin Thiers, Stéphane Aurea Combe, Lucas Frassinet, 63 and 93 on the 7th and 8th positions. So that's your top four rows. Philippe Bourgeois in the number nine car starts alongside Dujual Robreau. Laurent Richard, the number 23 car starts alongside Gregory Romanau. Number 33, Jean-Baptiste Mailer. Now, there's question marks about Jean-Baptiste as well, because he's leading the championship and he's defending champion as well. So why is he only qualified in 13th position with a 159.7?
1: Yeah, he had some laps disallowed in qualifying as well, JP.
0: Okay, and I noticed that, yeah, the the fastest lap that has been logged is actually quicker than Gregoire... Uh, Romanos lap, so maybe some shuffling afterwards there. Franck Roussel in the number seven car will start from 14th position, and Gossier Redest, as you've been describing from Poland, starting from 15th place. Yeah,
1: I he think- uh, the, the championship uh, defending champion, Jean Baptiste Mailer, lost three, four, five, and seven of his flying laps, so only two and six, two, six, and eight, I think, were allowable. As I said, Gossier uh, lost all of her eight flying laps. Uh, Philippe Bourgeois, who's one of the gentlemen category as the safety car move. We've got a junior and a gentleman category uh, in this as well as the overall category. Uh, And uh, as I say, Philippe Bourgeois, uh, he lost 2, 4, 6, and 8. Just one lap lost by the number 11, uh, Quentin Thiers. And that was his second lap, so that probably wasn't his quickest. Exactly the same situation for Laurent Richard, who lost his second lap. The number thirty-one car driver Louis Merrick, uh, lost three and five. Uh, Ninety-three. <laughs> it's another tale of war for Lucas uh, Frasinet, three five, three four five and seven, uh, and the forty-four car uh, of uh, Lilu Wadou, for Patrick Roger Automotive lost laps five and six, so it was a tale of. I, I can only imagine that race control were getting a bit bored by the end of that. John, Johnny.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I mean, track limits are incredibly important, as we've explained many, many times before, particularly in qualifying. Um, and you would hope that, you know, they're not going to be as authoritative when we get to the race, you'll have more chances, but it's important during qualifying that every single lap is within the white lines for obvious reasons. Um, But yes, that message being pumped out from race control with uh, quite a lot of frequency Um, will have uh, tested perhaps the patience of one or two in the race control building and no doubt one or two on the pit wall as well, thinking we've got a good lap here and then it's taken away from them. But fair play to Simon Tauman because he's kept it within the white lines and gets himself a first pole of the year.
1: Didn't lose any of his laps from what I can see, JP, And as you see, keeping it within the white lines. There are a couple of places here uh, through turns one, two and three, exit a turn four, exit a turn five, exit turn 9, actually there's quite a lot of places isn't there where you can get a bit of an advantage here, smashing look to this JP as they come around, 15 cars lining up, not quite so many as I expected in the traditional Alpine French blue we have got a, a number of cars that have been wrapped in interesting colours right at the back then Gosh, a in the Chazelle technology light blue back car So she's got a lot of work to do. She'll be disappointed with herself. Her times were very good. She got down into the uh, minute 58 second mark. So she should have been well inside the top 10 as the leading car now brings them round towards the final chicane and onto the start finish straight. And
0: Simon Terman, who is the 25-year-old Parisian, who has been racing since 2011 in CIK karts, has the responsibility of dictating the pace as they extend to very much the far left and right of the start-finish line, heading towards the five red lights that greet them. And in a moment or two, they will turn to two green lights. Simon Thiamond then for Autosport GP, getting away well in the number eight car. Alongside him is Louis Merrick in the race car's consulting machine. The black car trying to go around the outside of Terman, but they are four abreast just behind the white car of Terman with the French tricolure down the hindquarters. Will be the leading car through the first couple of spots. I reckon Merrick lost a the place there to Wadou in the number 44 car. So Lilou Wadou for Patrick Roger Autosport GP. I think upper spot as the Super U-sponsored machine. Was that Redes, perhaps, the final car in that little cluster there? No, she, she
1: she's, gained had she's had a great start. She's had a fantastic start. Gossierides in the Chazelle Technology Group car is knocking on the door of the top ten already in the number three uh, and has made up at least four places off the start, GP. It was a stunning start for Gosia, who, yeah, she's made up one, two, three, four, five places, so when they go through the timing loop, we're going to see her jump up into the lower reaches I think of the top ten she's got a couple of her Chazel technology uh, machines just sitting there, Philippe Bourgeois and uh, Duc d'Alrebreu who are sitting in ninth and tenth at the moment but job done for Simon Thierman, who has converted pole position into a lead early doors in this first lap. Someone
0: also making great progress along with Garcia Redes. They started in very similar positions on the grid. It's Jean-Baptiste Mailer. He was given that two-place grid penalty for causing a collision in the previous race. Also, some of the laps didn't count, as John was mentioning, in qualifying as well. But Jean-Baptiste Mailer definitely capable of better pace than the 13th spot that he... Uh, eventually extracted from qualifying as the long line of Alpine A110s snakes its way through the tricky chicane towards the end of the lap. Those are corners... uh, 14 and 15, now through 16 and across the line, so here's the order Terman leading it from pole, Lilu Wadou did move from third position to second within the first couple of corners to get ahead of Louis Merrick, Hugo de Wilder is fourth, Laurent Urgan is fifth ahead of Corentin Thies, but then jean Baptiste Mailer up to eighth, and Gossier the Polish woman, up to tenth position
1: from 15th Can it Decent little battle going down in the first corner between Philippe Bourgeois, who's dropped positions, and Tugdale-Rebreu, who was side-by-side for a moment. But great start in that sort of copper-coloured car for Jean-Baptiste Mailer up into the top ten, eighth position, and already on the back of the 93, Lucas Fresinet, Chazelle technology machine. Easy to pick out. Uh, Jean-Baptiste because it is the only car that, that's, that is that colour it's that sort of metallic ginger or copper and he's within striking distance of the leaders here two cars ahead of him are Fresenier and in the multicoloured car Quarantine ts for Herrero Racing in sixth position and so he's knocking on the door of the top six he can see he can see a podium position here JP and that's, uh, that's all from that good start exactly what he needed, and there's still 21 and a half minutes to go.
0: Yeah, well, he's already... fact, he's f- made up another position. There you go. He's already won two races this year, four podiums, four fastest laps along the way as well, and last year's championship came as a result of nine podiums, so he's no stranger to the top three. At the moment, though, there's a fairly big gap between where he sits in the location of Luca Fresinet and Stefan Aurillacoum, with Simon Terman and Lilou Wadou now across the line. They're only separated by 0.6 of a second. Louis Merrick in third position, Hugues de Wilde still fourth. Fifth position for Laurent Hugo and then Corentin Thiers with Jean-Baptiste Mailer, as you say, gaining another position as well. Interesting, we've got this split now between the gentleman drivers and the junior drivers with one or two returnees, they being Laurent ergon and Jean-Baptiste, Jean-Baptiste Mailer, just uh, squeezing in to the top seven. But otherwise, the top seven all contains the junior drivers.
1: Yeah, and Laurent ergon leading then the overall category or the non either junior or gentleman category and he's got one car between himself and the charging Jean-Baptiste Mellor and that's Corentin uh, T.S. Uh, that is 5th, 6th and 7th. Sharp end uh, of the field He's just pulling away a little bit but there's battles all the way through. Gregory Romano and Frank Roussel battling at the bottom end of the field at the moment and side by side that's Louis Marik in the black race car consulting Alpine and he's having a look with Hugo de Vilda, and DeVilda just having nicked that position. DeVilda then up into a podium position, JP. Yeah, Devilda
0: is charging very hard indeed and he has uh, won races this year as well, fourth. In the championship, lots of sorting out to be done as well, heading down towards the tricky left-hander after the, the long straight. So this is now the very complex end to the lap, through turns 10, 11 and 12. Little burst of the throttle before you slow the car again through the... Almost 90-degree right-hander at 13 and down the hill into the tricky chicane where it is possible to overtake on the brakes, but you want to be single-file where you can be. There's a big sausage curve ready to catch you out as well through the right-hand element of that chicane. They're going to cross the line again. Simon Terman with some pressure on now. Lilou Vadu, after that good start, uh, has managed to lap slightly quicker on that lap through. In fact, significantly quicker by well, two or three-tenths, actually, uh, Lillouadou, Hugo de Vilde, Louis Merrick. So de Vildes confirmed in third position. Into the first corner goes Laurent Ergon with Quentin Thies for Herrero Racing for company. And Jean-Baptiste Mailer, fastest lap of the race so far after a couple of flying laps. We had a rolling start, uh, just as we will have tomorrow as well. But Jean-Baptiste Mailer showing that uh, he is an expert in behind the wheel of these cars and now just starting to force yeah. that little
1: bit of a concertina effect in front of him. Top two are broken away, Tiamen and Vadu. Ugo de Vilde rather in no man's land at the minute and trying to bridge the gap. He's a second and a half away from the leading pair. And then the battle from fourth on down is pretty much together. Merrick, Ergon, TS, Jean-Baptiste Meller in that uh, copper-coloured car with the uh, gloss black roof. They are all together and all battling for fourth, fifth, sixth, uh, and seventh position, and also first and second, Ergon and Melat, with TS in between them in the uh, overall category, if you will. The rest of them around them are juniors. The gentleman at the moment being led by uh, Stefan Oriakumb in ninth position for Herrero Racing, and he's got a car between himself and Philippe Bourgeois in second position in the number nine Chazelle Technology Alpine. Battle on the track at the moment is for sixth position. Current MTS in the multi-colours of blue and yellow. And the car behind is that bright... Are you, you're going to claim that as tangerine, aren't you? It has You to are be. going to claim that as tangerine, Chip. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, all day long. Um, yeah, Let's get another tangerine car into the meeting. We've already got the BMW in the TCE series. Great laps again being produced by not only Simon Thiamann, who for a very, very short time had the fastest lap of the race, but going even quicker. Hugo de Wilde in the 27 Herrero, uh, Herrero racing-prepared car. Louis Merrick then starting to see that gap emerge in front of him, 1.2 seconds. There's not a great deal he can do about that, even though Merrick has just set his fastest lap of the race as well. The problem is the Belgian driver ahead of him is a full half-second quicker. So Hugo de Wilde chasing down Lilu Wadou, and still, no way by for Jean Baptiste Mailer in the Tangerine number one car. But Corentin TTS not quite as quick as that car behind, and the gap's still closing.
1: Leading pair Simon Tierman, Lilou Wadu, still tied together with a very short piece of bungee cord. And I'm not sure they're doing themselves any favours here. They don't seem to be holding each other up. It's not as if it's Nip and Tuck and they're diving down and taking each other's line here. But Hugo De Vilda has cut that gap from one and a half seconds down to about a second, at least, to Wadu in second position. And he's almost close enough now as they go to the braking area at Turn 10 at the end of the middle straight, the back straight, let's say, before they go into the theatre area. Up the hill through all the grandstands. He's almost in a position, I think, JP, to get a bit of a draft, a bit of a slipstream going down the front straight, even though those leading pair aren't really dicing. It's De Wilder at the moment. Who's got the pace? Had the fastest lap of the race last time around.
0: Yeah, so the top three breaking away. They're going to be breaking away even more now because Louis-Méric receives the message from race control that he's going to have to do a drive-through penalty for exceeding the track limits towards the end of the lap. Also, car number nine, Philippe Bourgeois, will have to do the same for Chazelle Technology Corset Course. So two cars, That's significant, 31 and 9. GP.
1: Yeah. The nine car is significant because that's second place in the gentleman class, Philippe Bourgeois, in that uh, CTC uh, car. So that is going to cost him gentleman championship points there because he was in a solid second position in that in that class yeah
0: has eight points bourgeois as as far as the where the order is concerned, when you don 't deal with the classes, but he 'll be well and truly up there in the gentlemen classes you say now having a real nibble for the race lead is Lilu he almost had an overlap on Simon Kerman, and the pressure is starting to tell, I would suggest because Kerman by the look of the car, is looking more in the mirrors than the road in front of him, just to see where the all-black 44 car is. So, feeling the heat down the back of the neck now, Simon Thiermann. He's not been in this position before, not won a race so far this season. And remember, this is the first time that he started from pole position as well. So, what are you made of, Simon? He's still relatively early on in his racing campaign, certainly in cars anyway. And Lilo Wadu. Um, with the pressure also from behind, uh, De Hugo de because de Wilde's lap last time around was a smidge quicker by a tenth of a second. The top three still getting closer and closer
1: to each other. Louis Merrick has picked up the pace as well in fourth position for race car consulting. His best lap last time around, a 57.9. Not quite on the par of some of the cars ahead. In fact, Simon Thiemann managed to put in a fifty-eight one. Last time around, that's still not the uh, fastest lap of the race. That still goes to Hugo de, de Vilda. Uh, and he has done a 57.5, but it's all starting to come together at the front. And again, we've got Jean-Baptiste Mela, who got a great start, well inside the top 10. But he's rather been stuck in P7 at the moment behind Corentin TS, uh, the number 11 car who is fifth in the junior category, sixth overall, and the Autosport GP driver behind him must get through because the black car ahead is is his class leader, the LS Group Autosport GP car of, of Laurent Eugon, the dark-coloured number 69 car, going through turn two now. That's the car he wants to be on terms with. I'm sure he would like to be up at the sharp end of the field as into the pit lane to uh, for the track limits, Drive through is Philippe Bourgeois and he's into the pit lane and he stopped JP as well. Now, I was expecting only a drive through, but it looks like he was held there for a good five, six seconds.
0: Or has he misunderstood the message and thought that he had to come into the penalty box for a period of time? I didn't see anybody timing that at the front of the car, but we didn't have a great view of what was immediately in front of him. But yes, Bourgeois stopping. The 31 car of Louis Marique has not come into the pits yet, but the same message for Louis. It just says drive-through penalty. It doesn't say a stop-go, so I'll be very interested to see what happens to the number 31 car. Maybe there was an additional instruction during the driver's briefing earlier this morning. On this lap, Simon Thiamen has just started to establish himself a bit more away from Wadu, So the early part of the lap has favoured the 25-year-old, hasn't done any racing. In fact, since 2014, and decided to come back uh, with the Alpine Europa Cup 2013 oh. in fact when he did a couple of uh, Formula Renault campaigns both in the Euro and in the ALPS, the Alps Championship but he's had, what, eight years away from motor racing Simon Thierman, and he's having to learn it all whereas the guy behind him, Lulu Wadu in his second season of racing these cars but Terman,
1: he's learning with every turn of the wheel and just starting to edge away again now there's a couple of drivers who are walking a tightrope and one of them is the second place car Lilu Wadu has been warned a couple of times now by race control so he will not be able to continue going outside of the white lines Lewis Mer- Merrick we know about uh, but also it's Lauren Ergon who leads in his category at the moment in the LS Group Autosport car the number 69 the dark coloured Alpine uh, 110 so they are both walking a very there it is, 31. Um, sorry, 31, that's still out there. That's Merrick, who still has not uh, come into the pit lane. I'll keep a very close eye in here on the race control channel as the two leaders now have pretty much got Hugo de Vilda. Remember, it was a second and a half plus. He's down under se- nine-tenths of a second now, eight-tenths of a second. So just one and a half seconds between the top three now, JP, and we are 10 minutes plus one lap to go in the first of two races for the Alpine Elf Europa Cup 2021 season here at the Circuit de Catalunya.
0: Simon Thiamen just a little bit untidy through turns four and five and also exiting seven and eight. He's not as close to the apex as the car behind him is achieving. Lily Wadu, and that's starting to pay now because on the run down towards turn 10, this is Wadu's best opportunity of at least uh, suggesting an overtake. He thought about throwing a, a move up the inside into the refashioned turn 10, but then thought better of it because Thiamen's run through the kink at nine wasn't too bad. Both cars not really anywhere near the apex at turn 12, but slightly tidier for the 44. And both actually are making these lines work because they're stretching their legs from Hugo de Vilda in fourth position. I think if you're Louis Merrick, you have to come in at the end of this lap. That's got to have been three laps at least. And you only get so many to react to a drive-through penalty.
1: Yeah, and... and the, the issue at the end of that is he'll just get a black flag and he'll be out of the race. Still watching as they come onto the start-finish line. John-Baptiste Mailer for Autosport GP in that tangerine, number one. He's still not been able to get by uh, uh, Constantin TS who is in sixth position, and get on to terms with his class leader Laurent Orgon who remember and there he is and just as I say that he makes the move at turn one and hangs it out through turn two and he goes through so that's a position made up by Jean-Baptiste Mela and he's now up into sixth and now he's got around about what almost two seconds though that's what he's lost on Laurent Orgon to claim the class victory and they're set- sitting around about three and a half seconds away from the overall podium I think when all this uh,
0: un- uh, untangles itself, that battle will actually come out as fifth and sixth because louis yeah, Marek, you know, regardless of whether he actually takes the drive-through in the race or not, it'll be added to his time if he doesn't, and that'll put him for sure behind Quentin Ts and Jean-Baptiste Mailer. Remember, it's Mailer now in front. Ts out of the frying pan, into the fire because there's more pressure now for Quentin Ts because... The Luca Fresine uh, Chazelle Technology car, number 93, is getting really close as well. And that net will be a battle for sixth and seventh. Meanwhile, pressure's still on for Simon Thiamen in the Autosport GP car. Eight laps done and nearing the end of lap nine. Have to be careful not to... Run the curbs too high into the chicane. Oh, again, Tiaman missed the first turning point there. So, surely he's going to be slow now
1: through the final corner. And Wadu is right with him. ...as they come onto the long start finish line. It's a slight rise, and then you drop down into Turn 1. You can barely see Lilou Wadou's Patrick Roger Autosport card. Now he pulls out to his right. It will be the inside for Turn 1. The noses of the two Alpines drop towards the tarmac... ...as they turn into Turn 1, braking. And in third place, Hugo de Vilda is licking his lips at this because this is now getting a little more untidy at the front of the field. They've used up some of their rubber. They've pushed those cars very well. Goshi Redes, by the way, made up a position on Stefan Oriacom last time around. So she's up in the ninth position. Mailer confirmed in sixth as he now chases down Lauren Ergon for fifth and his class victory and still uh, Louis Merrick has not come into the pit lane I've got a feeling he's going to get black flags or a very hefty time penalty, the leaders it's nearly the lead three now JP as they climb the hill towards turn nine and at the back of the field great battles going on as well as Gregory Mamano goes down the inside of Franck Roussel as they're battling for 13th and 14th but that is third and fourth position now in the gentleman class I will say for Simon Tierman, there's nothing wrong with his 1.8
0: turbocharged uh, straight four because uh, it looked like Wadu was, well, it looked like uh, in fact Tierman was a bit, a bit of a sitting duck because of the line he'd taken through the chicane and the final corner, and Wadu would have been able to pick him off. But good straight line speed. All these cars identical, remember, but maybe uh, Tierman was just able to slow Wadu up through the final corner just parked the car on the brakes in the on the apex
1: of that final Jim corner, and prevented Wadou from uh, really putting the pedal down. Yes, John? Uh, I think there's been a mistake by Jean-Baptiste Mellat. He's dropped back, just saw uh, him in the background across the circuit there, and I think as in comes Merrick into the pit lane, so he is going to do his drive-through. It was for turn 15, but I've got a feeling that uh, TS might have gone back through or is Mela just dropped back. No, he's oh. just dropped back. Oh, side by side, going down for second place. What a manoeuvre, pass on the grass by the number 27, Uko de Vilde, but he's off the track. He's in, actually, to the, uh, the penalty loop for, for uh, MotoGP at turn one and two there. And he had to back out of that one and how he didn't take Lilo Wadu out. Good driving by both, forceful driving, but it looks to me as if the undertree at the front of the... Uh, white, red and blue uh, number 27 of Herrero Racing has been deranged by that GP, and it's cost him a lot of real estate as well.
0: Yeah, Ugo de Wilde on the ragged edge wasn't he, down towards turn one and thought he was being given the space, I think he was just about but then found the grass and really struggled to get the car slowed sufficiently, thank goodness there is that offshoot road that you can take to meanwhile further down the order nice little scrap between Gregory Romano and Franck Roussel Or is that Laurent Richard, Richard, in fact, in the 7 car? No, it is Franck Roussel uh, for Herrero racing again. Yeah, so uh, third and fourth within fifth place, Philippe Bourgeois, who's recovering from that drive-through penalty a little earlier on. Simon Thiamond still leads the race. We've got three and three-quarter minutes left. And because of the... Almost coming together that happened between Liluadu and Hugo de Vilda. This has given Simon Tiaman the break that he needed. It's up to basically
1: a second now. Leading in the gentleman class, Stefan Oriacom are uh, just at 10th position that battle. From Romano and Roussel I think will just continue all the way to the flag. About 30 seconds, possibly a bit more was what the drive through cost Philippe Bourgeois and he has dropped out of second position then, that now in the hands of Laurent Richard in the gen- gentleman, in the junior category, first, second and third as they are on the road, Timan Wadu and Hugo de Wilde uh, three seconds between those two Laurent Agon leads uh, his category from jean baptiste Merle and there's about three seconds between those two now as well. And those are the major battles out on the circuit. Gossier Redesk unable to move on as she got into the top ten, went past uh, a couple of drivers, and at the moment, though, is in... Well, she's got seven seconds, nearly eight seconds, between herself and Lucas Fresenet to be able to move up another position. However, there's always something to talk about in these races, JP. Fresnier and Corentin-Tiès battling together there. Well, I think Freysenay
0: has got the place in the black, white and he red was. car although late on the brakes.
1: No, <laughs> right back at the
0: inside. How did they avoid contact there? Well, Corentin-Tiès was coming through whether Freysenay made space for him or not but thankfully there was a line uh, as he kind of straddled the kerb and the, the racetrack but there was a legitimate overtake by, by keeping two wheels the right side of the white line and the yellow, blue and white car. Number 11,
1: Corentin-Tiès back in front again and that is the third place on the box let's not forget and ahead of them there is that the is that the car of John Baptist Mailer he is in trouble you know his lap times have been going out and if if that's them in front he's dropped quite a long way back his lap times after a very good start struggling just a, a little bit that is Mailer and he's getting caught by these two
0: there was a touch there. A little, there.
1: The little there bit was. of contact between Luca Freysenay
0: on the back of Quentin Thiers to say, I've already got past you once. You're slowing me up here, and I need to get through to make sure that Jean-Baptiste Mailer doesn't disappear too far up the road. But fair play to Quentin Thiers. He's perfectly within his rights to be defending this sixth-place position. Oh. And right over to the right-hand side of the track. Now, into the marbles they will go. So will it be a grassy moment, a bit like Hugo de Vilda for the chasing car? No, ninety-three keeps it wide, and now very late on indeed, dives to the apex, they're almost two abreast into turn one, this is great stuff a shame it's not for a podium position but for sixth and seventh it's uh, real hammer and tong stuff and I reckon Freycinet is quick in certain parts of the circuit and TS has the advantage
1: in others It's for 4th and 5th in the junior category, of course, but at the front of the field, there's still battles going on there, and it may yet be for a podium position. Uh, Picked up the pace last time around, uh, uh, um, Jean-Baptiste, excuse me, Melat, so he has obviously got the hurry-up, so I think he might have just made a little mistake now going to settle for second position in his class, fifth place overall and for that gentleman, third place on the podium They're side by side again down into the first corner there'll be one more lap to go at the end of this one and it's Frank Roussel who's back onto the podium as far as the gentleman class is concerned Philippe Bourgeois is another ten seconds further back, he's not going to be a a factor in that. And still battling for fourth and fifth in their class. The junior category. Corentin Ties and Lucas Fresinier, sixth and seventh overall. The leaders will come to the line this time around, and they will get the one lap to go. Now, Goscia Rodes under some pressure as well. She's been closed down on by Stefan. Uh, so there are battles as the leaders have started their last lap, Johnny.
0: Yeah, and all three cars still pretty much together. Ugo De Vilde has recovered from that <laughs> moment down at the first corner, which is exactly where they are now. It will have taken him probably a lap to clean up the tyres after he caught the grass with the right rear, and that sent him from one side of the circuit to the other and to the uh, to the escape route. And Simon Tiam, and then back under pressure with uh, just 0.9 of a second. It's less than that, actually. Now back to Lilu Wadu. And Hugo de Vilda. Laurent Hergon not involved in the scrap for the podium but still leading the, the kind of non-junior and non-gentleman class, a, a returnee driver as is Jean-Baptiste Mailer who took the championship last year and now a little bit of bodywork dangling from the back of the 33 which is Gregory Romano running on the Monegasque licence although he was born in Nice. And the sport GP car snaking its way now through the uh, chicane with Franck Roussel close
1: behind. Final lap, top three still completely together, John. And that battle for the third place on the gentleman podium starting their last lap. Now Romano has dropped way down the 33 after that damage and that's allowed Philippe Bourgeois back up into fourth position but I think that gives Frank Roussel for Herrero Racing third place in the gentleman category. So that has been resolved. Still though with half a lap to go for the leaders and still we've got the Constantin T S and Lucas Frezzi, Vres- uh, excuse me, the... Uh, uh, TS and Fresenier battle continuing. And at the front of the field, Tierman and Wadu are absolutely together as well. 44. In second place, Hugo de Vilda's right there now as well. That's been closed down and de Vilda gets a great run out of the final corner. It's going to be Tierman that wins it, but who comes through in second? Oh, by an Alpine 110 length, but no more. It is Wadu, 0.095 of a second. Brilliant last half a lap by Hugo de Vilda. Ergon comes through to win his class by five and a half seconds ahead of Jean-Baptiste Mela, who started way down the field and fought his way up to fifth position. And at the back of the field, there are still battles going on. This is uh, Stefan Oricom having a bat with Tugadal-Ribre. As they come to the line, in different categories in fairness, but Johnny Palmer what a race at the front of the field and for major positions within all three of the classes in our field of 15
0: yeah Tuduel uh, Rabreau just getting then the uh, fourth position of the standard cars ahead of uh, Stéphane Oriolcom and Louis Merrick who was uh, fighting hard of course after that drive-through penalty that he eventually took in the number 31 car and will finish in 11th place, 6th position in the junior entries. Still waiting for Franck Roussel to cross the line with Philippe Bourgeois, who actually finishes up ahead of both Roussel and Romano. Romano's got the place back again from Franck Roussel as well. No way. And Roussel has yet to come across the line in car number 7. So Roussel loses two places. And is he even going to be classified? Yes, goes across the line now. but in 15th place and loses two of those gentleman class spots I'm not quite sure what happened towards the end there Well, but Bourgeois who'd taken a drive-through penalty was nailed on for a fifth and last place finish and gained two spots on the final tour Well
1: there was obviously a coming together between Romano and Rizal we saw the damaged left rear on the 33 Autosport GP car I wonder if there was some residual issue then with Frank Russell's car because he did a 2.22 on that last lap uh, and that's, you know, that's 22, 23 seconds slower than he should have done. He can't have run out of fuel. They've got big fuel tanks on these things so they do slightly longer races. We were right on the edge, mind, of getting that extra lap in fairness but I'm sure he hasn't run out of fuel. He has come across the line so I can only assume, JP, that something that happened between those two that caused the damage on the left rear of Romano's Autosport GP, Alpine A110, uh, was the cause of the issue, unless, of course, Frank could have just dropped it at the end, but uh, I don't think that was the case. We, we uh, didn't see that, certainly. Mella is at the front of the line coming into the pit lane. He, I don't think would be too disappointed, got back up to fifth position in the Autosport GP uh, racing car. And considering that with his uh laps disallowed, he'd started in eleventh position. gossier Rodest, who started in fifteenth position, she got back up to eighth, so decent uh decent places gained by a couple of drivers there. And oh my goodness, I'm seeing classic cars coming out <laughs> as well. I'll I'll i avert my gaze from the well. The good E-type thing is we, we don't have to commentate on those; we
0: can just enjoy watching them.
1: <laughs> and a Marcos, uh, and a Falcon. Oh my goodness, um, that's going to be fun. Well, that I think JP was an excellent advertisement for the Alpine Elf Europa Cup, which has been touring Europe. Six events this year, 12 races, all on Formula One circuits. And you've got to say congratulations to Seaman Terman, who got his pole position. And, you know, you would look at the results and say, ah, I pulled to a win by 1.8 seconds, piece of cake, nothing happened. But he was pressured for, you know, pretty much all of that race by Lulu Wadu. And at times, Ugo de Vilda looked like he was going to be in there as well and very nearly got himself a second place. Yeah, and I think you've got to remember
0: that uh, Simon Tiaman is new to these cars. Yes, he's been racing, I think, all year. But that, uh, as mentioned, was his first pole position. And best result so far this year. Um, I can find that out in a moment or two. But um, he's certainly n- not won a race to this point and has had a best result of sixth. So there you go. Best qualifying before this weekend of fourth. And uh, never been on the podium. So, yeah, loads of pressure. And Wadu, in his second year of the Alpine Europa Cup, more experience in these cars, although younger than Simon Terman by about five years, I think. So it was an interesting dynamic at the sharp end. Hugo de Vilda, on two separate occasions, very nearly got the second place. I mean, that, that do-or-die move down into the first corner could have gone very, very wrong indeed. Good car control in the end from the 18-year-old Belgian. And I think uh, Ugo de Wilde could be, well, he's already a bit special and give him another three or four years. And he could be uh, really at the top of his game in prototypes, let alone these uh, street look-alike road cars, these uh, sports cars. But um, they do generate great racing. And there is Simon Tiaman then to be congratulated for his first victory in the uh, Alpine Europa Cup after sitting out a number of the past years. Last racing that I've noted, 2013, when he was a Formula Renault driver in the European Championship. So quite some time away from motorsport and he gets a win for the first time in 2021.
1: Yeah, congratulations uh, on the winners of all of the classes as well. But Timon will take that away And hopefully build on that. Our second race of the weekend tomorrow morning. We'll have it for you live uh, here again with Johnny and myself looking uh, at that as well to describe the action to you. Brought up into a couple of distinct groups, but my goodness, action all the way to the checkered flag here at Barcelona and great racing. Now, that's one that we're going to remember for a while. Simon, uh, Simon Tierman for Autosport GT then wins it from Lilu Wadou for Patrick Roger, uh, Autosport GP, in second position. Hugo de Wilde for Herrero Racing in third. Those were your top three overall and in the junior category. Laurent Ogon took the uh, other category that wasn't either junior or gentleman. Uh, and what a race for all of the drivers at the front of the field, Lilo I do that for Patrick Roger. Roger, congratulating the man that uh, she trailed home all the way through that race. Looked like there was a couple of opportunities. Very fair driving, though, I thought, JP. That's what's characterised that for me. Exciting, close racing, proper single-manufacturer racing, but very fair and very respectful. Yeah, and
0: it's important to get that ingrained as early as possible because we always want to see close racing, we want to see side-by-side action, there was just one bit of contact I remember towards the end of the lap between the cars scrapping for 6th and 7th, but it didn't result in a big off, it was just a little bit of a nibble and a slight misjudgment, but otherwise all the cars are straight as far as I can tell.
1: And the only winner I didn't mention there was Stefan Oriakom for Herrero Racing, who won his category, uh, the gentleman category as well. Confirmation then of the first race of this 24 hour Barcelona weekend it was the uh, Alpine Elf Europa Cup. Tierman from Wadu and Hugo de Vilde in third. Urgon took his category uh, in. Uh, fourth position uh, overall Uh, and as far as the gentleman category we go down to Stefan Oriacom in the number 63 he took that particular category but great racing all the way through the field and we'll be doing it again tomorrow morning congratulations to all the drivers and not much work for the team to do so they can enjoy their Barcelona night for Johnny Palmer and me John Heindorf thanks for joining us make sure you come back and see Round two, race two, from Barcelona tomorrow.
0: This programme is a Radio Show Limited production.
1: Tell your friends there's more at RadioLemande.com.